What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. It is Rachel Silvercohen and Dr. Boca. Another episode of Unpolished Therapy. We are on the corner of Audacity and Advice, where our wheels and yours are about to get spun upside down. Good morning, Dr. Boca. How are we today? Good morning, Rach. I'm doing well. Well, I'm actually not doing well. I mean, I am, but I'm really not. So when you say that our wheels are going to get turned upside down or our listeners' wheels are going to get turned upside down along with ours, you have no idea. (laughs) I am totally taking the reins from you today. And I just have like this really annoying thing that happens all the time to me. I have a gripe. Do you mind if I lead with the gripe this time? No, I'm so excited you're leading with the gripe. I'm leading with the gripe. (laughs) I'm I'm taking the back seat with the gripe this week. You are, and maybe you'll wind up the person who is sitting in the chair across from the couch, and maybe you'll be the one who is talking me off the ledge. All righty. How many of us order shit online? Clothing. A lot of us. I'm going to answer for the listeners. A lot of us. A lot of us. So I think everybody can relate to this, men and women, particularly women, but men as well. So I am in need of new silk and charmeuse and whatever camis to wear, whether it's under something or out with a pair of jeans, something for my summer stock. So I did a little bit of shopping this week and I am going to be going out of town. And so I wanted to wear one of them. I also had an event before that. So I didn't have enough time to think things through, take them to the dry cleaner, whatever. I buy the damn camis and they are literally like lines through them where they've been folded in the box. They look like they have literally been stacked under bricks. I mean, these are permanent, permanent marks. I mean, tattoos in the silk material. So I was like, oh my God, I really need to get this steamed. I really have to take it. But I don't have enough time to go get it steamed because if I go take it someplace, I'm not getting it back for a couple of days. And I don't have that amount of time because how many of us buy the shit at the last minute because we want to wear it for the thing the day it comes because we're desperate. And that's why we did two night overnight or whatever it was to have it expedited. Okay. I don't think I'm alone on this one. So what do I do? Dr. Boca, who doesn't know how to do any of this, I start asking around to my friends and they're like, oh, you spray it or you steam it or you iron it. Nobody fucking could give me the right answer. So what do I do? I Google it because Google knows everything, right? Or so I've been told. Google does not know everything because when I put in, how do you get wrinkles out of silk charmeuse? Okay. I got one guy telling me that charmeuse is like the most beautiful fabric and you just have to iron it and it will be lovely. Then I Googled something else and it said, spray the garment and then you want to iron it while it's still wet, hang it, let it dry, hang it another day. I'm like, I don't have enough time to do any of that stuff. Then I got, hang it while you're taking the shower and it will just flow right out. Bullshit, okay? Because tried that one too, didn't work. Then there was another one, don't spray it because the charmeuse is going to stain with the water repellent or the water beads or whatever the fuck it's called. So you're going to ruin your garment. So I didn't do that and I got all nervous Nelly. Then I Google again and it says, dunk it in water, wring it out, and hang it. I'm like, there's no fucking way that's going to work. So I, being Dr. Boca, I'm like, I can do this. This is not going to be so hard. So 
I go and apparently we have an ironing board. Didn't know that, but we own an ironing board. Take out the iron. There's a silk option on it. Turn the knob to that option. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to go get a towel. I'm going to put it on top. I'm going to iron the damn thing out over the towel. It didn't work. And you know why it didn't fucking work? Because that shit is in there so tight that the lines are permanent. I am telling you. So I got creative and I said, huh, which is our smallest bathroom. I hung up the two tops. I steamed the shit out of them. Okay. Closed the door, turned the shower on 30 minutes later. Like I could have gotten rid of all congestion in the world. When I walked in there, I was like, oh, it's like I was schwitzing and my hair curled just doing walking in there. Grab the two things that are a little damp, no splatters from getting it wet or spraying it with anything. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. So I put a towel on top of the ironing board on top of the piece and nothing's happening. And I was like, shit. And I was like, you know what? Maybe the towel is too thick and I should use something else. So I go into my son's room and I go get a t-shirt and I stick it on the ironing board and I start, I mean, I am putting in all of my force and I have, I have some muscles, right? I mean, people have seen me. I have some muscle. I am like grinding the thing and I'm like, I'm going to start a fire. I'm going to start a fire. This shit's going to burn. I am like, this is going to work. This is going to work. It didn't fucking work. Yes, it got better. Yes, I will give it. It got better, but I still have fucking lines that I could literally go and fold the damn top exactly how it came because the lines are still there. So if you have a suggestion for me of how to get these wrinkles out by tomorrow, I would greatly appreciate it. Oh my God, that was some gripe. (laughs) I know, I'm very upset about it because it happens all the time and everybody can relate to it. I know they can. I am just, I need to take a deep breath right now. I feel like it's like Freaky Friday that like (laughs) you are me and I am you. When I go on my rants, do I sound like you? You cursed no. about 17 <laughs> times. You are so angry. This is like some unpolished problems that you're having. I know. And I, we're way past gripe. I think we're having a catastrophe over at Dr. Boca's house right now about a camisole or a charmeuse silk blouse. Do I have advice for you, Dr. Boca? I mean, I'm striking out. Big fat bagel over here. I just want you to calm down. Well, I will get calm knowing that I'm not alone and the fact that you can't come up with something that I haven't tried. But I just don't understand. Like, if you know that this shit has the wrinkles, why send it that way? You know, like sacks, they'll put it on a hanger. hanger. They'll put plastic over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there might be a few, but not like this is etched in stone and you're going to be able to read the Braille forever. It's just unbelievable. People need to wear these clothes. I don't understand why these companies don't do a better job sending it in a way that we can put it on our body. I'm just wondering, did you even try it on? Because I would say a bigger problem, at least if this had happened to me, was I would go through the whole rigmarole that you're sitting here griping about. And then I would go to put it on once I'm on the vacation or wherever I am. And I've already like conceived in my head what all all the outfits are going to be. And then I put it on and it doesn't even look right. So after all of that, I don't even want to wear it. I roll it back up in a ball. And then my issue is that I'm just too lazy. I don't even attempt to return it. I have an entire closet oh. closed with tags on it. Yeah, me because, too. Because like, I don't even understand the return policy. <laughs> the return policy is basically like it just goes to the back of the closet and you forget that it's there. That's my return. That's my unpolished return policy. Okay, so my husband comments on my same return policy. That being said, I will give myself props because typically I would not have tried this stuff on either. I did. I did try it on. And by the way, let me point out that I went rogue and got a color that in a million years, I never, ever, ever would have purchased. Like I am black, 
maybe a champagne, maybe white, gray. Like I'm very monochromatic. This was like a fuchsia. It's a yellow. But in that world of canary. No, not canary. Mustard? Between a mustard and canary. I don't know what that is because I'm no like color guru. I'm just expert in other areas. That is not one of them. But I was very proud of myself. I went to try it on. There were two stains on the damn thing. I'm like, must have been somebody trying to get the damn wrinkles out who didn't Google the way that I did. So that one's going back. But it's just, look, I'm really annoyed. I just wish that we have all these inventions for so many amazing things in this world. We can't figure out how to take two minutes to package something. Just package it with some care. So one more thing, by the way, I went onto the website of one of the camisoles because that's what they do. Everything is a charmeuse, silk, whatever. There actually was a question on their website. How do we get out the wrinkles? Mm. Okay. So I was like, oh, this is great. They said, oh, just hang it in the shower and it will just smooth itself right out. Bullshit. That's all I have to say. Bullshit. So the the lesson here is don't wait like Dr. Boca (laughs) to the last possible second to purchase this because these people are not changing the way they're going to package stuff. That's rule number one. And rule number two, I'm screwed right now. Shame on me. And I'm either going to have to go naked or I'm going to have to find something with the tags on that I put in the back of my closet decades ago. I'm going to have to now shop in my closet and find something. Oh, my God. I know. Okay. You know what you could do, though? I know in your case, you didn't have enough time because you're traveling immediately. I would just take it and give it all to the dry cleaner. Let them handle it. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do, which is why I didn't know that I had an iron and an ironing board. I was very proud of myself. I mean, if I called my husband and told him what I did, he would be proud of me, but I also think he might not believe me. It's very possible he wouldn't believe me. Well, it might be like a backhanded proud, like an unpolished (laughs) proud. He wants to give you props, but then when he thinks about like the reason behind the props, he might be like, you know what? I don't know that I can marvel in the fact that like my wife actually ironed. I don't know. Maybe that's like part of the job script. I I don't know. It might be, or he's he's already processed the fact that I was not the wife that he envisioned, the Holly homemaker. But anyway, I hope that our listeners can relate to this. And maybe one of you guys out there will come up with some solution to packaging these materials that are so vulnerable to appease the people that are in desperation to wear something at the last minute. And they don't literally have to run circles trying to get these crevices and these wrinkles. Honestly, my shirt looked like a 98-year-old woman. It really did. And it's unacceptable. So thank you for letting me bitch and moan. It's very rare that I do that. But this one was so, it was exhausting. It really was. Do you feel better that you got it off your chest? I do. I do. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes is yeah. just to vent a little bit and okay. have somebody listen and understand. And isn't that what us therapists do all the time is we listen and we understand and we put perspective on it and we let people know they're not alone. So thank you, Rach. You learned a lot. I actually know I kind of like this role reversal (laughs) because I've actually just been sitting back and listening to you gripe. That's the word of the day. It's quite relaxing on my end because normally I'm the one that's screaming bloody murder. So I I just do hope you feel better because a lot of times when I get it off my chest, you always say to me, well, Rachel, how do you feel now? Do you feel better? And I do. So I've done zero in helping you. But if it (laughs) makes you feel better, then I would like to take credit for that. You could totally take credit for that. And you could help me even more if I could go shopping in the back of your closet. You can. For this event. (laughs) Absolutely. Why don't you come on over? I definitely have an entire store full of clothes with tags on it that honestly, I, I don't think there's many wrinkles. 
I mean, because they've been hanging so long. Yeah. I mean, if I had the time, I'd let mine air hang too for a couple of weeks. It might take decades, but a couple of weeks nonetheless. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to bring up, Rach, is that we have done enormous amount of episodes. And I know that this was, has been our third season. And we haven't gotten as many episodes in on third season. But if you would indulge me here... I am thinking that maybe this would be our last episode before we go into a hiatus. And the reason being is I'm going to start traveling. Your kids are going to start leaving for camp. You're going to be traveling. Our kids are traveling. Our kids are doing this and this and this. We're at the last week of school. So I wanted to kind of check in with you and see if you felt like maybe we could wow our audience this week. And then if our audience would indulge us also and kind of support us while we go on a little holiday, I guess, hiatus, holiday, vacay, any of the above. Yeah, we could ask the audience. They'd have to reply back and send us an email or a tweet or whatnot. But I think that it's fair to say that we're all entitled to a little bit of a break. We've worked hard this year. We've certainly had fun. I think we've covered a lot of bases. And it's always good to kind of refuel, restock, right? Take a little bit of a breather, come up with some new topics, if you will. Find some new guests to jump on board with us. I'll miss you on Wednesdays. I'm going to miss you too. I'm going to miss you too. But we're going to prep when I get back and you get back and we're going to start to get season four going. But I feel like we have a responsibility. Not only I have a responsibility to you, but also to our listeners that we did really work hard at the beginning of the season to put together our syllabus. And I want to hold us accountable to whether or not we achieved the vast majority of the things that we had set out to do, because isn't that what teachers are supposed to do? And therefore, I feel like since we did a syllabus, we're kind of like a teacher, even though we're so not. Otherwise, I would have doodled all over it the same way I did in school and it was worth nothing. So is this like our final exam? Like, are we being quizzed? You know, I love a good quiz. I know you do. Well, I would quiz you, but I can't remember half the episodes that we did. But I'm happy to ask you if you remember doing some of these. But we do have a few that we did not get to. And I'm feeling a little, I don't know, a little subpar. Yeah, a little unproductive about it, a little disappointed. But so let me tell you some of the ones that I don't think that we got to. And you might say to me, Dr. Boga, we did do those, but I don't remember doing them. So the first one that we thought we were going to do is we thought we were going to do something with syllables and how people speak and how they leave off or they say things different or they leave out letters. Did we do that one? I don't think we did. To me, that's more of like a pet peeve. And we obviously, we're not going to do a whole episode on that right now. But like one of my biggest pet peeves is not necessarily about syllables, but I guess phrases, you know, we're big on like analogies or similes or metaphors or things like that. And when someone says something along the lines of besides plural myself. Oh, is that not right? Okay. That is not right. (laughs) Okay. There's no plural. It's just, I'm beside myself. So what I'm beside myself on is when people say I'm besides myself, it infuriates me. Now, I don't know if we have a whole podcast on that and that has nothing to do with syllables, but maybe it's in the same like cast of characters or the same genre or niche, if you will. I just can't stand when it's like, you almost got it right. Like, I know what you mean, but it's just so annoying that you said it wrong. And it just, it burns me up. It drives me crazy. It's like when people, this isn't a verbal thing, but when people absolutely don't know the difference between your and your, Mm Y-O-U-R and apostrophe R-E. Did you not go to grammar school? I don't get it. 
and there, there, and there, and can't use it incorrectly. That bothers me too. I mean, that's basic elementary school. Basic. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about like pre-calc or any type of like Shakespeare or or anything. I mean, we're talking first grade. Maybe third. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But still, this is basic stuff and people get it wrong all the time. And I get that. That totally turns me off. And I have been called a malaprop forever. Okay. That is one of your words. Uh, You have used that consistently and periodically and um, repeatedly, I guess is that's the word. what I hear. <laughs> repeatedly. Yes, I have been accused of being a malaprop and I own it. I make up words all the time. Uh, historically, you know, it just makes more sense to me. So like, to me, postage should actually be stampage. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to the post office to get a stamp. And apparently that's not a word. And my husband will say he drives him mad. But I say breakfast. Oh, and yeah, I know. Oh, you're a doctor. What's wrong I with know. you? And I never knew that that was not right. Like, it, it's how you say the word. Like, and he's like, no, there's a K in there. And I'm like, so what? There's a lot of letters in words that people don't say. Like, people say cotton or cotton. And like, and they don't say the T. Or they say, my husband's from Philadelphia. And he says crown instead of crayon. Ugh, really? Right. But he calls <laughs> that a dialect. And he calls mine that I'm like, butchering the English language. So I have, um, to our listeners, like, to me, do you agree that, like, a dialect is any different than butchering the language? Because I don't, but that might be because... Well, that's two different things. But I could go on and on because I am very critical of accents and the way that other people say things. It drives me insane. And I'm the biggest hypocrite because I'm sure that people have completely just annihilated my speech pattern. I, I certainly don't sound like I am coming from Mary Poppins and the school of etiquette. That being said, though, it does drive me crazy, though, when people say things incorrectly or that accent, that Midwestern accent drives me insane. That oh. South Jersey, Philadelphia thing oh, drives yeah. me bananas. I can't stand it. Well, um, if you're to New York, that drives me insane. <laughs> so basically, like, just no one talk to me. Okay? Don't talk to Rachel, people. Don't talk to me, okay? <laughs> but when you were saying the emphasis on certain letters and whatnot, my kids make fun of me because there are some words that I emphasis certain consonants and letters. I just think it sounds better, like important. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they mock me for it. Now, I think the reason I say it is growing up, I used to be made fun of because I used to say like important or like Mm -hmm. I didn't have the right emphasis where it was supposed to be. Now, maybe again, back to my issues on all or none, and I don't really know how to do anything in the middle. I'm either botching it, like you say breakfast, which like I'm so appalled, Dr. Boca. Like I don't even know if I can call you Dr. Boca anymore. Like you might have just gotten demoted. Okay. (laughs) But now I go all the way to the opposite end and I try to really pay attention to the way that I speak and speak in full sentences or full speak with purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And pronounce the words correctly, even though, again, my kids, they want to make fun of me. So you mean that like when I say shunt of, kunt of, and went of, that wouldn't be the same all the syllables? That's not so bad. I don't mind that as much, but breakfast? Wait, how could you say? You say important. See, I say important. Okay. I eat my tea. Okay. Okay. But shunt of, kunt of, and went of, like I've eaten half the word in there. Yeah, and- but that I feel like that is a universal, like shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, like we spell it the wrong way because we say it the wrong way. And you kind of get away with the fact that saying it wrong is right. 
Does that okay. make sense? I mean, that was convoluted, but I'll take it if it makes me look like I'm well, I'm gonna, than I really I'm am. not going to give you, there's no demerits for <laughs> saying that incorrectly. Just because, for breakfast. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad. I think you should just skip that meal altogether because it just sounds awful out of your mouth. I know. I'm sorry. Well, okay. So that was one topic that I, we could have a field yeah, day on we, and we have and we to are. get to it. It sounds we like are. we are. Um, okay. So then there was another one that we were talking about, which was about, that's another thing you, you say about, like, are you from Canada? Like, do you live in Toronto? <laughs> Not on Wednesdays, but what is that? <laughs> So I trained with some Canadians and I picked up their accent, just like when I went to college in the Midwest. There are certain words. Yeah, there are certain words. When you spend four years with people, you kind of pick up their dialect, I guess. I'm a mosh pit. But by the way, true story, went to the vet today to pick up dog food. That's a whole nother story that I'm not getting into. But the woman's like, oh my God, you have the greatest accent. And I looked at her like with four heads. I'm like, that's not something I usually get. I usually get where the fuck are you from? Yeah. Where are all your accents? She goes, no. She goes, I just wasn't expecting it to come out of your mouth. She's like, you have the greatest accent. I'm like, uh, thank you. I, I didn't know what to do with that. It was, I guess, a nice comment, compliment, but it was like one of those maybe backhanded ones. I'm not exactly sure. Well, clearly you didn't ask her to have breakfast with you. I did not. That would yeah. not have gone over well. So, okay. Another one that we were going to do that we have not done yet is asking for a friend. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a fun one. I think we should hold off on that one and do it next season because okay. to the listeners out there, we get so many emails and texts and phone calls on the side from people who are like, could you talk about this or can you talk about that? And, you know, we joke like, what are you asking for a friend? Because we all know that's code for like, I just want to know the answer. <laughs> but if I blame it on my rogue friend, then it won't seem as though it's coming directly from the culprit. Right. And by the way, we just then think you are associating with really crazy people, which says a lot about you too, right? So either way you lose, you might as well just come out and say it's you wanting to know the information. Right, right. So all right, we'll, we'll table that one and we'll do it. We'll do okay. it next time. And in the meantime, though, to the listeners, though, if you guys do have questions that you're asking, quote unquote, for a friend, or in other words, for yourself, this is the time to get them to us. Email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can send us direct messages on Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. Let us know. We're going to start to make those lists now. We're going to work on it over the next several weeks and into the summertime. And then we'll have a whole new battery of topics and questions that we can dive in and we can break down the wreckage for you. Love it. Absolutely love it. So another one that we were thinking of doing is, I get this in my practice all the time, and I'm sure you can probably relate. A lot of women, but also men, when something goes on in their life, whether they have children or they get divorced or there's a death in the family, they don't know who to turn to for what. Okay. So like, are you turning to divorce attorney? Are you supposed to call an estate attorney or a tax attorney? You know, you have something wrong with you. Or are you supposed to reach out to an endocrinologist? Are you supposed to go to your GI doctor? Are you supposed to go to an allergist? So it like drives my head, you know, and I start to spin and I work it out with my clients. But I do know that there are a lot of people who are struggling with the uncertainty of where do you go for information? I love that. And I'm one of those people. I call it, you know, I'm a little unpolished. So I call it like lions and tigers and bears, right? Like, oh my, like (laughs) I need a lion for this. Or do I call the tiger for that? Or where are the bears to help me with? And it is, again, I don't want to pigeonhole myself into saying like, because I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. But I do think like it falls into the category of like, 
who's your emergency contact? Like, who are you calling in case? of an emergency. And a lot of times I sort of fumble the ball when I'm at the doctor's office or Mm -hmm. if I need a ride somewhere or whatnot, like who's your person, right? But yes, and there have been times over the course of the year or so that we've been doing the podcast where people will reach out to us and say like, well, who do I, I have an issue with such and such and who do I call? Or I, I need to talk to someone, you know, whether it's financial, whether it's personal, whether it's something house related or they need an attorney, but they don't need a divorce attorney. They don't need an estate attorney. Like what about just like a regular, like, don't you have an attorney? So I do think that one might be a great episode to do. Maybe we bring in a couple lions, tigers and bears, and we're able to kind of discern what categorizes a lion, a tiger and a bear and who you would call for what. And guess what? My assumption is that Maybe people already know who those people are, but they're just not sure. It just doesn't come to them unless maybe we talk about it on the front end. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think also, especially when you go through a divorce and it's really you, right? Whereas with me and my husband, the things that I'm good at, I do. And the things that he's good at, he does. And if I don't know, I'll go to him and be like, who do I call? Like, who's our pest control people? Like, do you have the information? Because I like lost it because I don't care about the pest control until there's a pest control problem. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have that bounce off person either who keeps the other half of your memory going. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of like pick a lane and stay in it. Like mm-hmm. you have your lane and the other person has their lane. I know there's a lot of times because I drive on both sides of the street, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, there's a lot of times where like, I'll call one of my friend's husbands, let's say, if it's like something sports related with the kids or whatever. And I'm like, what time is that? ceremony for the sports thing or like is there a, a collection going on for the coach and like mm-hmm. who, and the husband more times than not will be like that's not my column like call my wife and then I forget that you know what like I'm crossing over in multiple columns on my mm-hmm. end and it is nice I have to tell you to be like you know what I'm only in the HOV lane Yes, right? and someone else is going to pick up the slack where they're driving really slow all the way, you know, in, in the right-hand lane. So, I mean, we're kind of moving around a little bit here, but it would be cool, even if we just kind of break down, like just in general, collectively, like what are the roles that most women would do? What do the men do? It doesn't necessarily have to be husbands and wives, but who do you call for this? Who do you call for that? Is your landscaper the guy that you call to put up your hurricane shutters or is that somebody else? Right. Like if you have a clog in the toilet, are you calling your handyman or are you calling the plumber? And or does anyone have a really good handyman? You know how many times people call me and say, like, do you have a guy for that? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a fun that's a fun one, too. We can kind of talk about that. Yeah, it's fun and important. And, you know, important. Oh, sorry. Important. Okay, it's still wrong. But anyway, what I was going to say was you like the HOV lane. Okay. And you are driving both sides, which you're kind of like, it's nice to have somebody who does this lane and somebody who has does this lane. But there's also something to be said about not having a backseat driver. And sometimes it's nice to be able to drive whichever fucking lane you want whenever you want and not mm-hmm. have somebody telling you differently. So for every good, there's I a love bad. It. And for every bad, there's yeah. a good. So just I never, I never thought of it that way because I'll be honest with you. I hate backseat drivers. Rachel, I'm yeah. not surprised. <laughs> no, no surprise there, folks. Which is probably why I'm always the driver. I mean, electively too. I, mm-hmm. I, I am always the first one to say I will drive literally and proverbially because I just, you know, am that control freak. All I need is like a black cap and, you know, I am the Uber driver. 
I mean, honestly, to our listeners, is anybody surprised about that? I don't think that anybody needed a doctorate to figure that one out. Hard no. No, absolutely. Okay. So we also had a few that we're definitely doing because we're going to be bringing in guests. And part of the reason why we didn't get it, I have to justify this, you know, is because we weren't able to align with some of the guests. But I still want to bring on somebody who, for psychic, um, you know, psychic stuff that we had talked about, eating disorders. I know the guest and we have to get her on about the mother episode that the mother of all mothers that we have been talking about since the beginning of time. People oh, are dying this, dying for this. Yeah. So, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. If it's not one thing, it's your mother. The best pillow ever. Sorry, Ma, but it's true. Okay. So then there was a fun one that I really, really, really wanted to get to and we did not. So I'm going to tell our listeners to start thinking about this one. What candy are you? We were going to talk about what candy kind of represents your personality style, which I think is going to be awesome when we get to that one, if we ever get to that one, because something always comes out or in that supersedes it. Do you want to just tell the listeners, Dr. Rocco, what candy you think you are? Just shoot from the hip on that. I would have to really think about it. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I could be a couple of candies, to be honest. Um, So... (laughs) I mean, I know, I know what some people would call me. They'd call me the candy corn. Okay. Because like you want it so much mm-hmm. and then you like get sick of it. <laughs> you know what okay. I'm talking about? Right. I mean, but that's just the people that would say, oh my God, you overthink everything or you process everything and you're such a therapist and yada, yada. That's why they like, you know, they want it until they don't want it. Right. And candy corn is like that one thing, that one candy that you can only have one time a year. And once you eat too much, like literally it will take you another year to touch it again. Right. Um, so that's one of them. Um, I also think that, I don't know if you've ever had this candy. It's not as common. It's the Take Five bar. Have you ever had that? I've heard of it. I can't say. I mean, I guess my instinct is to say that it's, it probably has like five different like amazing ingredients in it. Like yeah. a pretzel and like, a caramel exactly, yeah, and chocolate and, you got you know, it. and it's all mishmashed together. That's to me, like I was going to say it's like the 100 gram bar because like, exactly, that's my candy. And I love the 100 gram bar. That's so camp, right? Yeah. From like when we were kids in canteen and everything. But I will canteen. say... Oh my gosh, really? I, I'm going to start pointing stuff out with you. Oh, fine. I mean, fine. <laughs> my, but that, I love the 100 grand bar, but the take five has the pretzel in it. Ooh, love and it. And that just makes it, the, it's the salt yep. and the sweet. And, uh-huh. and people would describe that about me. It's like, it just looks like a candy. But mm-hmm. then when you like take a bite of it, there's so many flavors and mm-hmm. there's so much in it that's complicated mm-hmm. in a good way. Like they're not mm-hmm. expecting it. And you're kind of like, huh, she's like a little, not an anomaly, but like just, I wasn't expecting that. So I would say those two might be mine. Do you have one? Like, I know I'm throwing this at you. Totally. Well, hang on a second. Where can one get a take five bar? Oh my maybe gosh. now I feel like I have it. Is it like at like the supermarket? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Oh. You can, no, only maybe not the supermarket, but like Walgreens and CVS would have it for oh. sure. Maybe I'll buy you I one. I would like to try that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, to me, because like Hunter Grand Bars are my like and all be all, but they're very hard to find. Yeah. So if I had to say, you know, what candy am I amongst many, I guess, and I would have to think about it too. But I just think that there's something super unique and delicious and 
hard to find. You know, the, the 100 gram bars are hard to find. They're not a dime a dozen. You got to really dig around for them. And then when you get one, you want to like savor every bite. And like, I feel like we're being like so presumptuous right now. We're like, as if we have a confidence <laughs> problem. Like we're sitting here like comparing ourselves to like the most delicious, most unique, hard to find spectacular. But you know what? Listen, with all the work that we've done, maybe that's just part of being unpolished, being who we are and saying it. And, you know, listen, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you, you don't. don't right? Almond most- joy. I am not an almond joy girl. I'll tell you. I like almonds and I love joy, but almond joy and that whole coconut situation, not my jam. Not mine either. And my mother's favorite candy growing up was mounds. And I love coconut and I love chocolate. I'm not a mounds person. By the way, just an aside, my bat mitzvah theme was candy. Oh. And I mean, going back way, way, way long ago. And people in our family, the adults, got insulted because we stuck them at the chunky table. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, really? I mean, it's just a good candy, but Oh um, my God. I mean, th- those people need to go to therapy. Uh, you Give think me a break. How do you think I got into this I, field? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Do so, you ever... I, we're going to get off the candy thing. Cause we'll, we'll do it, you know, in a real episode potentially. But while we're on the topic of candy, I'm sitting here thinking about the supermarket. Does anyone out there, Dr. Brooke, I'm going to ask you first directly, and then we'll, you know, the audience can think about this. When you are at the supermarket though, are you ever fascinated about like what's in someone else's cart? Like... Uh, I look around and like, I know what I know and I know what I like and I know what this household needs to run. And every once in a while, you do get special requests from, you know, the peanut gallery. And then right when when you think you know what your kids want and you you bring it home week after week, all of a sudden they pull the wool out from under you and they're like, mom, we don't, we don't eat that. We don't like that anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, we have a lifetime supply now of goldfish. (laughs) I wish you would have told me that. But that being said, I'll look in other people's carts and I'm like, huh, I'm like, in a million years, I wouldn't, I, first of all, I don't even know what that is. And then even if I do, I'm like, that is so unappealing to me. I would yep. never pick that. And I know that there's different strokes for different folks, right? There's a lid for every pot. But are you ever surprised at what you say? Totally. I am totally. And I'm always watching. I'm always looking at the person ahead of me. I'm looking at the person behind me. I'm looking at the person in the aisles with me. And I always think it's so interesting because I can almost determine somebody's personality style Mm -hmm. and somebody's household Mm -hmm. based on their shopping cart Mm -hmm. and what items are in it. So for instance, you'll find the harried mom whose cart is like overflowing, okay, and has junk food in it, right? Uh Uh Then you'll find the person who lives alone and they get exactly two lemons and, Uh Uh you know, one one yogurt, right? One, one loaf of bread, one yogurt, two pieces of cheese, whatever it is. Um, and like, you know, five shrimp Mm -hmm. from the deli or the seafood part or whatever. Then you have like the health person who's everything's fruit and vegetables. And I'm like, I don't understand. How does your refrigerator keep it? Neat or, or alive or health, whatever the word is, fresh. That's the word. How does your refrigerator keep that shit fresh at such a large quantity? And how are you going to eat it so fast that it's still fresh? Because that stuff turns brown in mine in two days. And right. I throw away so much. So absolutely, I'm always overanalyzing what's in people's carts. And every once in a while, I'll find, I'll see something and be like, huh, that looks interesting. I might have yeah. to go try it. I know. Every once in a while, I see that too. And I'm like, huh. 
not a bad idea. I'm going to make a mental note of that. The one thing that just bugs me, I'll see sometimes and I'm like, why would someone, unless maybe they're really budget conscious, like why do people skim on toilet paper? Like, why are you picking the toilet oh paper God. that's basically like a towel, like a, like, you know, like, like a paper towel, like remind me not to go to your house if I ever have to use your John, right? <laughs> So, you just okay. pick like the most low budge toilet paper. Okay. So this was actually a situation in my household. I am a Charmin as many ply as you could possibly get. Okay. The bigger, the better. There's no, there's no comparison. So during COVID, when toilet, toilet paper, Pickens. Was, yeah, it was very slim. My husband went online and my husband on a good day buys in bulk. And we literally have Costco in our garage, okay? Mm -hmm. Anybody who has, if there's ever a hurricane, everybody knows they can come to my house and grab stuff. We are set for life. You are Casa de Costco. We are Casa de Costco. So during COVID, he went online thinking he's getting like good toilet paper. The shit was so bad. And I was, and he was like, Lori, you're just such a snob when it comes to, you know, this toilet what, paper. Wiping situation. your ass. Right, wiping my ass. Like, I'm a snob. Yes, I am. I am fully 100% a snob for my ass. Okay. That being said, he's like, no one will notice. We'll use it in the guest bedroom, or the bathroom. <laughs> so the other day, my daughter comes out and she's like, what's up with the toilet paper? Can you make sure daddy orders something that's better? Because that's terrible. And I was so it's like, like the worst. It's like camp toilet paper. Oh, it's the worst. And when I go to people's homes and they slack in the toilet paper department, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we did the scent episode and you're yeah. like, oh, I can tell people's homes based on their scent. Yeah. And if it's gross, it's disgusting. Uh-uh. Toilet paper's worse than scent. I would yeah, take see, a bad scent. I know. And I thought you were going to say, we talked about this a long time ago, like about judgment. Like I kind of uh, feel like I'm too. a little judgmental. Like if you have low budge toilet paper, <laughs> like what is wrong with you? Honestly. I know. I, I look. I get it. It's it, there's certain things that you have to just spend the money on. You that do. I paper mean, paper towels. You yeah, have to feed me ramen noodles. Yeah. Okay. Just so that you can splurge on the toilet paper. Because if okay. I need to use your laboratory, I want to know that I'm being taken care of in the utmost of luxury or softness. I just, or... Yeah, I don't want my ass to burn. I mean, come on, it's that simple. Otherwise, I would have brought my own sandpaper with me. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I didn't. So, alrighty. A couple of other things that we were going to do. All right. Moving on. Yes. We have, we, I do think we are due for an episode on current trends. We have not done one of those in a while, including new shows that are out there. We usually do one a season. We have not done that. So I want to, I want to put that out there. Yep. We Um, can do some shows. Okay. And this one I'm actually going to put out to our audience because I am really looking for a guest for this one. And it has to be an uber specific individual who can do this. And I understand the first thing you're going to say to me, Rachel, is like, this is in your domain and and this is in your industry. And you're right. However, I cannot find the person I'm looking for. I've asked away and talked to people and it's just not the right fit. And I want to do right by this because I think it's such a great, important topic. I want to talk about narcissism gaslighting. I know people hear this phrase all the time. I know people kind of know what it means, but don't really know what it means. Even narcissism and how it's used so colloquially and people don't really understand what a real narcissist is and what are narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic behaviors. And I can talk about it, but I really think it's such an important topic. 
And it's so much more prevalent than people are aware of. And yet it's not. And what I mean by that is the colloquial narcissism or that what we tend to label as narcissism is, is probably way more common than we think. But real narcissistic personality disorder is not as common as we think. And so I really want someone to delve into the nuances of that. So that is why we have not done it. And I apologize to everybody because I really want to do this. I have not forgotten about it. So if any of our listeners know of anybody who specializes in that, please pass them forward or give us their contact information. I will happily reach out, but I really want to do right by it. And there are a few really big people in the field. We just have to be able to get some time with them and be able Mm -hmm. to break through with that. So. All right. Well, we're going to put that on the docket and we do throw it out to any of the listeners out there, maybe even some of your own therapists. Maybe they do specialize in narcissistic behaviors or maybe you have had your own issues and you have struggled with a partner or a colleague or a friend or a sibling or or someone, a family member who has these narcissistic tendencies. And now you've been working through it with someone. and, And yes, this is such a hot topic. So interesting. I would love to dive into this and break down the wreckage that is narcissistic. Narcissism. Yeah, sure. I I definitely want to do that. And so, I mean, we really did cover almost all of them. So, there's one more thing, Rach, that I want to bring up. I don't want anybody in our audience to think that I'm dovetailing this on the narcissism comments because that would be bad. (laughs) I'm not doing that. But there is a topic that I would really love to talk about. And I know that it's one that you have struggled with in terms of privacy and secrecy and personal lives and not personal lives and things like that. So I want to be mindful and respectful. But I do think that our listeners, um, from their own perspective, would love, a lot of them would love to kind of get into this topic, not only as it relates to you out of voyeurism, but more how it relates to them or their children or their parents who are going through it, but dating in today's society. And I think, or I think there are listeners out there who are intrigued by maybe what you're doing or not doing. I don't know if it's a topic. You know, we've had it on the list. We've taken it off. We've had it on. Where are you with that? Can I ask? Dun, dun, dun. Right? I know. <laughs> this is such a great cliffhanger. I mean, I and again, how presumptuous of us to think that like anyone really gives two shits about my dating life. But guess what, you guys? It's been a long time coming. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to what we learned last week from Shane Doll. And I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and say yes. And we'll figure it out as we go. So obviously, we're rounding out the season now. But I feel like you're right. It's high time. And let's jump in. I do have some really funny, great stories. And for so long, people are like, Rachel, you have got to get back on your blog. You've got to start writing about the dating situation. You've got to talk about it on the podcast. You've got to break it down. And... I do think it would be kind of fun. The one thing I will say is that you need to tread lightly with me because once we open up Pandora's box, or as you like to say, you know, once you squeeze the toothpaste out, you can't put the the paste back in the tube. And I, again, you know, am I that presumptuous to think that people really give a shit? Probably not. Although it is fun to talk about. It's great stories to listen to. And we can have some great laughs about it. And if we can get some advice along the way, then so be it, right? We'll have some fun with like, ready? Here's what we're going to call it. The Bumble Fumbles, right? Ooh, like I love the, it. Right? The Fumbles of Bumble. I mean, give me a break. Do you ever <laughs> think that I would be one to like online date? Like I'm like vomiting in my mouth. But 
I will tell you that at least we're even just having this dialogue now, which is such a step in the right direction for me. And we will talk about it, but the listeners are going to have to tune in next season when we're oh back my, from our hiatus. And, oh my God, you know, Rachel, like, I, I want to ask so many questions right now. I don't even know if I can wait through the hiatus. I know. It'll be fun. You, I'll tell you what, you may have to just let me do like a whole monologue on it and just like give you the whole play-by-play of like one nut job after the next. But it'll be fun. It'll be unpolished. I will share. I feel like it's, again, it, it's a long time coming. But remember, you know, be careful what you wish for because True. you get me starting to chirp on all these wackadoos. And we may have to change the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would change it on your behalf. By the okay. way, look, I did the online thing after I got divorced and I could literally tell stories. So maybe I'll even share some yeah. of mine at the time. Awesome. It's not today. You know, it's not yeah. what's happening in today's world, but it did right. happen in this lifetime. Right. And um, I won't make you go down the whole totally solo. I'll throw in maybe a life jacket. Some of your own fumbles. Yeah, a little bit. We didn't have okay. Bumble at the time, but okay. there were fumbles. Trust right. me. So, Bumble oh. fumbles coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you just made me so excited. And I okay. hope our yeah, listeners, we'll do it. I hope our listeners are going to be excited. So. I mean, on that note, Rachel, like, I'm really proud of us. Even though I felt like we fell a little short of getting everything done that we needed to, I still think we had an awesome season. I think we did too. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us. I'm so grateful to all of our guests that came on board with us. We've gotten some wonderful, wonderful feedback. And most importantly, we're really grateful for all the listeners and the people that have stuck by us and they tune in on Wednesdays and on the few times where we've taken a short break here or there. It's so nice to get messages and emails and texts from people saying, what happened? Is there an episode? We missed it. Am I behind? Am I ahead? We didn't hear from you. And that really puts a smile on our face. We do this strictly for passion and it is such a labor of love. But if we can help one person or 10 people or 100 or just the two of us and the dialogue and the relationship that we've built, Dr. Boca, it is, as I always like to say, value add. And it's such a great part of my week. And I enjoy it. And I look forward to doing many more episodes with you and just growing, just growing together as unpolished as we may both be. I love that. And I feel the same way, Rachel. I'm absolutely thank you to everybody. And I'm so looking forward to our next season. And I'm wishing everybody out there a wonderful summer and end of school. And I hope that everybody gets to just take a break and travel and do all the things that we've been looking forward to for so long. Absolutely. And we're never far away. So if you guys need us, if you want to reach out, if you want to text or call or email or write or tweet or whatever, we are always available. You know, uh, you can reach us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at unpolishedtherapy, on Twitter at untherapy. We're all connected by our phones and the internet and our technology and all that. So even though we may not be weekly on Wednesdays for the next several weeks, we are available and we will get back to you and we want your input and we want your opinions and we want to know your thoughts, good, bad, and the unpolished. So from all of us here, all two of us, Dr. Boca and myself, this has been Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca for Unpolished Therapy. Thanks for meeting us every Wednesday on the corner of Audacity and Advice. And we'll see you next time where our wheels and yours get spun upside down. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. 